Hello and welcome to the Startup Popular podcast. I'm Roshan Karyappa. We have Jen Abel with us today, the co-founder of Jellyfish that helps early stage SaaS founders with sales and go to market. We spoke to Jen sometime last year. Uh, it was a B2B sales masterclass that was very popular with our listeners. On this podcast, we're going to be doing something different. Jen's tweets are really interesting and I always have this urge to understand more. So I thought we could dig a little deeper in a freewheeling conversation. So Again, if you haven't listened to the earlier podcast, uh, you definitely should. It's a great primer for everything you'll hear today. Uh, anyway, here goes. Hey, Jen, welcome back. Uh, great to talk to you again. It's great to be here. Okay, we're on to the final theme, which is salespeople. Uh, yeah. And I have a few questions uh, here as well. I, I think a lot of founders, especially Indian founders, are from product or tech backgrounds, right? Uh, and I think this tweet is uh, particularly relevant for them. Uh, the best salespeople I know didn't start their careers in sales. Yep. Yeah. What that's supposed to be, the, it's the point I'm trying to make there is there are a lot of salespeople, right, who have been at the sales forces of the world, the IBMs of the world, and the way that they, are, they have been taught to sell is no longer relevant today, right? So the, the, the maturity on how you sell SaaS is very different than how you sell on-prem things. So there's a lot of actually bad habits or wrong ways of doing this now. What we have seen is the best salespeople I have worked with either come from an engineering product side and have learned the skill and more importantly, have learned, don't have the bad habits or sound like your traditional salesperson. Like they're a bit different. They're, there's all these little nuances that make them special and how they do it. To me, I've, I found that, um, now listen, I come from a sales background, so I'm basically calling myself out, but the people that I have experienced, and this is why I'm trying to give founders the encouragement to do this. The best salespeople I know didn't start in sales. In fact, they started in engineering, they started on the product side and they kind of fell in love with helping people solve problems and making that connection. And they don't, they're not that force pushed, you know, greedy. I know a lot of people call them Rolex wearing, you know, traditional salespeople. Yeah, because I think SaaS has completely transformed the way we procure software, right? I mean, oh, yeah. you can literally switch on and switch off, uh, you know, products uh, today, right? I mean, it, it isn't like, you know, the 90s where you sold a piece of software to someone and then met them after five years, right? So it isn't like that. And, you know, I think Mark Roberge of HubSpot makes the point, right? I think he's an engineer as well. Uh, and he says that salespeople are essentially problem solvers. Yeah, right. that's exactly right. And it's not that smile and dial that everyone thinks it is. Right. Like I think, I think engineers look at sales and they're like, oh, it's a smile and dial. It's just charming your way through it. This is easy. I'm considering this a low value activity because anyone can do it. It's actually the exact opposite. There's a science behind it. There's a true art behind it, especially today with how competitive these markets are getting. You have to be, your salespeople also have to be different. They can't be sounding like everyone else, which is why I, I always kind of I'm not the biggest fan of sales training because it also commoditizes you to sound like everyone else as well. Yeah. No, I mean, I've really had it with all of these plays and, uh, you know, cadences that, that people, I mean, and people try to be really clever, you know, I mean, you don't have to be clever, actually. You just have to be sincere. You know, uh, that's exactly it. Yeah. I was going to say it's the easiest way to build trust is to understand this problem better than they do. That's one. And also explain what you don't do. Like the amount of people that will come to me and be like, hey, I'm looking for someone to do desk. I'm like, that's not us. We don't do that. And they're like, oh, okay, well, what do you do? And then they want to, they're like, wait, that's actually what I need. Right. So guiding people, like, you know, bring your A game to every meeting, right. And treat it like this person's going to give feedback to five other people about their experience with you. Hmm. So the best sales hack that I have ever employed is 
simply to talk to the team before you talk to the person uh, right i mean so so just talk to four people on their team try to understand what their day is like what do they use what are their priorities and so on and so forth it just helps you to have such an informed conversation with the person actually right when you reach out to them saying that hey jen i spoke to you know four people on your team seems like you know this this and this is their problem and here's how i solve it and here's how i've done it for yeah. x y and yeah. z people that's it you right? need great for a product like growth startup unlocking their sales led motion hopefully yeah you i mean you get it that's exactly right because it's simple really i mean it's not rocket yeah. science you just have but but it is work of course right i mean yeah. you, you really have to yeah. uh, it it's not like some kind of an email heading or subject line that you know you change a, a few words and you know yeah. your open rates are triple or something like that right exactly um, but that takes a lot of work so you clearly care about yeah you know yeah. that 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 takes that extra effort which you you don't find often yeah and literally of you know the perhaps the hundreds of cold ma- emails that i get i never really have someone who who does this right i mean just talk to three people on my team you'll know what i care about on a daily basis yeah. right yeah. and what i'll actually listen to so yeah okay your customers love to complain the best sales people see this as an opportunity and leverage it um this is again kind of count- counterintuitive for someone who's not been in sales right i mean because typically when when you hear a lot of noise i mean you kind of think that oh man they they hate our product right but but it's actually i think it's the opposite i mean they care that much about the product basically. yep yeah i mean you're you're spot on uh and i think this ties into some of our earlier conversation too but people the natural behavior is people love to complain they do they they that's they find it as a way to connect with someone like oh how's your day going oh my day's pretty rough too like people are pulled by people that can empathize and are going through similar situations so pull that out of them you know people again love to talk about themselves it's a natural behavior it's where they're most comfortable talking like don't spend too much time drilling into something they might not be able to speak to confidently use that as an insight but again in the beginning when you're trying to build trust just let them talk let them l- learn more about them and then more importantly when they start to complain about something that's when you know where to dig yeah exactly all right the only thing a sales people a sales person needs to be great at is knowing their customer better than anyone else founders test for this could you perhaps i mean give your two cents on how to hire sales people um so the best way to hire sales people is to poach them um you want to i always say you want to find someone that is at a very similar maturity at the stage of company you are at right and especially a founder reaching out to a sales person you're making they're you're warming their heart you're it's playing into all of these other things that we teach about founder led selling right because you're also selling them on joining your company so take a very similar approach as you would with your customers find someone that is at a stage of maturity that is very similar to you it doesn't have to be a direct competitor but maybe in a similar space or one step removed um maybe they're targeting a similar buyer maybe they're in a similar um uh you know domain but poach them the best sales people okay at the early stage at the 0 to 1 stage if you can find them love ambiguity and this when they're one or two state when the companies are one or two stages ahead of you they're probably starting to work themselves out of a job and the stuff that they love is probably already figured out to some extent so that is the best that's where actually um we used to find a lot of talent um and that's your best place to find talent build a list of 15 companies that are two or three stages ahead of you um go in and see who's been there for at least a year and a half to two years and then send them a really thoughtful personalized notice to why you want to talk to them 
Awesome. All right, Jen, that was fascinating. Thank you again for being on the podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we should do a follow-up sometime. I, I would love that. Thank you so much. It was absolute blast to be here again with you and I hope to do it again soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, then don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform and share this episode with all of your fellow startup operators. Also follow the startup operator on LinkedIn and Twitter for more updates. Stay safe, take care and see you soon on a brand new episode of the startup operator.